the the idea that a, a woman could potentially beat me up but not if the physics ain't there yeah you feel what it's i'm saying physics. it's physics <laughs> i went to high school with a girl who was six one like almost 200 sure and her I, name now was, she's seems her like name, a, exactly like yeah i would not try that with ebony. i wouldn't you know yeah, what i'm yeah, saying yeah. i just wouldn't try that with ebony like any girl they call big black yeah, you, that with her. you got yeah. it so yeah, it's like when you see a guy in the streets and he's got the cauliflower ear because he's a mixed martial artist. Yeah, and you're like, you got it, chief. Whatever. You got it, chief. <laughs> you got it, chief. Or a dude that they call like stomach ache or stomach young ache. murder. <laughs> like they don't call him roses. <laughs> they don't call this nigga young Teddy massage. Bear. Like why young you massage. fucking with my man, son? Like he is, his name him. indicates what he is about. Like, like y'all gotta start reading the context clues in life. That's all I'm saying. Read yeah. the context clues of life. You know, it's the Big End Podcast. Yeah, that's we, how we started off. Real controversial. You know, I know, I know not everybody's gonna fuck with that idea. Exactly. Um, and, and I hope it doesn't like change it. how you feel about me, because I'm a great guy. I got exactly. kids. I'm a family man. I'm very domesticated. But it's the Big End Podcast, <laughs> and I'm back like chivalry. Uh, let's go. Chivalry, that's not <laughs> um, coming it's back. your boy Chivalry's Catalyst. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, I all am wanted it. Your, your faithful host. I love doing this. And uh, today we got a small crew, but. We still all black, and it's totally okay. So right to the right of me, I got your boy Double Black in the building, ready to break down the biggest black movie of 2019. We're going to be breaking it down today. Uh, True, for sure. Uh, I don't know if it's the biggest black movie. But it is. It's, okay. I mean, <laughs> I got The Hookup 2 came out this year. So y'all Very need well. to calm all right, down. All right. Okay? All right. All right. How hot 2 we'll came out this year as well. I'll Lil check. Yachty was in that. <laughs> so I don't know if Little y'all, Yachty. like, that's black as shit. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. after him, I got... Yo, it's your boy Laser Beam, ready to check out. Uh, I got the hookup part. <laughs> Yo, we gonna do an episode on I got the hookup part two just for kicks and laughs. You but thought this was the us review, but we're gonna today's review. episode is most certainly about I got us. The um, <laughs> yes, it is Jordan Peele's uh, second film, the follow up to Get Out, and quite the supernatural thriller. Um, I'm not sure if my opinion on it will hold up to that, but that's what we're doing today. Mm. Um, so we're gonna keep it regular, man. We kind of—I yeah. wouldn't say we spitballing it, but you know, we 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 going it's off. Like, the, we got the heels we got of our three boots. people today. So yeah, so uh, we can each get into it a lot. I'm gonna let course. Double Black do what he does best, and, and let's get that synopsis going and talk about how we feel about it. I know you ain't seen it in a while, so it may be a little. Yeah, I might be a little hazy. On it the came details. out in. Uh, I saw it twice in the theaters when it's out. A but spring. it's out on um, Blu-ray. It's on. Yep, yep, and, and, and it's on digital download, like right now. 
we're recording this podcast. Uh, yeah, and we July. felt like this movie this was, was July, so significant so, yeah. that nice we missed it. We were trying to get more <laughs> of the crew involved in this conversation, but it can no longer wait. And we realized that. So we didn't want to miss <clears throat> such a integral film from the year. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do stats. an episode and this is what you get from us. But uh, we're sorry it's late. Yeah. Apologies. Um, so yeah, it's sometimes difficult to get all five members on the same page because yeah. people got lives, people got things going on. But anyway, jumping We're all in the, humans. Exactly. Jumping into us. It's the second film from Mr. Jordan Peele, who's famous for Key and Peele. Um, his first film, Get Out, was a sleeper blockbuster hit. You know, it was a film that cost around like five million or ten million dollars to make or something like that and made you know 200 300 million at the box office um and was just like a monster film of 2018 uh, or 2017 2017 2017 yeah 2017 it when it came out um but it, it was I, I saw that film five times and wow. you know it got <laughs> yeah, you are the movie king yeah did you see endgame four times endgame i've seen uh eight times now jesus christ <laughs> did you <laughs> do you believe it now <laughs> do you believe it now Ooh, i still guys. haven't seen the the second cut yeah, no, I saw the second cut this weekend. It's it's all right. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's all right. I'm not gonna shit on Marvel because they've done a lot of good things. I will. But anyway, it was booty uh, cheeks. That's <laughs> wow. I mean, yo, respect to you, bro. I might have to go see a movie tonight just to make myself feel better. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But us. um, so I saw us twice in theaters. Um, it was really good. They basically synopsis is that there, there's this family, uh, and the whole one of the tropes or big things in the film is that it's a black family it's a black middle class family um and they are going which is which is becoming the norm yes it is it is despite white racism Mm -hmm. (laughs) um Mm -hmm. we still surviving and striving in these streets um and they're going on vacation they're going on vacation and you know they're a typical family you know the mother's kind of the boss and like runs it the dad is kind of dopey and goofy um, he's just he a, he a black dad. He's yeah, like, he's hey, a corny dad. Stay out that toilet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a <laughs> don't don't touch that. I'm grilling. Exactly. He was. Uh, he's got not like my dad. Jokes. But whatever. <laughs> not like I was like I had one black. My dad. No, not. I mean, but like he's so like I'm the wrong. typical. Well, but he is a typical like the, of like yes. The typical in the. I, uh, I saw the those dads from far away. Stereotypical <laughs> black dad. No, well, he's just like any dad. other dads now, like the King of Queens and uh, yep. uh, uh, Kevin James. Kevin James, yeah, like yeah. yeah, it's cut from the Ralph Crandon, Honeymooner, Homer Simpson. Like the dad is the dumb, goofy one. Al Bundy. Yeah, Al Bundy. The mom like really is the smart one running. In the show, like it's just like that kind of thing, um, which you know kind of naturally puts people at ease because people are used to watching that dynamic now in cinema or television. So it kind of you automatically have some work done for you as a viewer. And then you know their kids are you know levels of disengaged. Their son is kind of weird and off um, a little Mm. bit. He's kind of withdrawn, I guess. A lot Um, of rumors say he is autistic. Yeah, that he may be autistic. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I feel like he's more clairvoyant than. Yeah, that's true. But autism can be clairvoyance too. So. That's true. We don't we don't fully understand autism yet as a society. Mm, We're yeah, still for sure. still trying to figure that out. So, um, and then the day of a daughter who's their oldest child, and she's typical like just wants to can't she just wants to do young girl stuff like be on her phone on the internet talking with her friends and like hanging out doing teenage girl stuff she's not interested in like doing any family stuff but anyway they go on vacation and they meet up with this family that the that the little girl grew up with or the wife when she was a little girl grew up with and 
Um, they spend the day at the beach with them, and all uh, they go to, they go to their house, their her family's like beach, beach house. house. Yeah, they yeah. don't actually meet the family. They go to the beach house. They go to the beach house first, yeah. and then when they're at the beach, I kind of skipped yeah. ahead a little. Did they bit. meet the family at the beach? I, th- I thought they were just having a day at the beach and staying at the beach house. No, it's a no, general. No. The, yeah, they you go assume to the be- that. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they go to the beach house. <laughs> it's a and then plan go- to meet. Up with the two families to yeah. meet up at the beach. And oh, spend time okay. the beach. All right. I, I didn't pull yeah. that. I didn't get yeah. that. And the dad, the mom didn't want to go to the beach for reasons you figure out later, yep. but the yep. husband kind of talks her into doing it and stuff. Um, and so that's a funny, actually, a really funny scene. It's, you, sh- you show how Winston Duke has real uh, uh, comedic chops in that scene and stuff. So anyway, they end up going to the beach, and during that, during that scene, the little chops. boy wanders off, um, and he sees someone standing there in a red jumper coveralls with a pair of scissors that are bleeding and the mom sees that and sees the boy close to him and kind of freaks out and is like don't you ever run away like I thought I lost you and she's all upset um, and so she kind of says like let's go home so they go home and then she just gets some kind of eerie feeling that something's off she's like I want to leave I want to go back home like something's weird and then like the whole family like the dad and the sister and the daughter are just like Yo, what's going on with you like what's happening then all of a sudden this um, carbon copy family of them appears in the driveway um, and they're four silhouetted figures at first that you can't understand like who or what they are I mean they, they're and as they get closer you, you realize that they are the family but just in these red jumper coverall things just um, like the guy from earlier just yeah. like the guy from earlier and they um, and they're approaching the house and then the father trying goes off and sca- tries to scare them off and talk tough but it doesn't work and they they um, communicate with a series of clicks and growls they don't even really talk and um, you know they the mom does the mom in that group because it's a car they're doppelgangers uh, if you don't know what that is look it up it's a German word for copy um, copy ghost yeah they, they are <coughs> beings that like to copy other beings and imitate them but they're kind of like they're doppelgangers and the mom doppelganger makes some clicks and then the little kids run away and like get into windows in the house and basically they get into the house and then they confront that family and it's like what you know and then everyone's like what what are you what what is this and then the little boy is like they're us and that's like a big reveal scene where it's like the kids are the kids and the adults are the adults and they're the, fighting their own captors yeah exactly and then the mom from the us people explain that like she was a little girl once who grew up and dreamed of dancing and all this kind of stuff but she found herself in a world where that wasn't allowed and like people weren't allowed to really communicate or talk but they were forced to live the you know the equal opposite lives of these doubles on the surface they live in a subterranean world and so she had to mate with this big brood of a guy because in there in the up in a nice world he was a nice business guy who was like the prince who took care of her and was a good dad and a husband but he's this kind of brutish dude um in their world and then the daughter is a hateful spiteful creature who's envious of anything beautiful and wants to destroy it and then the son is a crazy pyro that's already burned himself um and they call themselves the tethered and that means that they are like the tethered copy of these originals on the surface so whatever the originals do they kind of have to do in this mirror upside down double world um, bizarro land yeah style and it never you know it's one of the problems and or interesting mysteries of the film is they never really explain where um 
one of the the mother character ends up going to this underground world later in the film, but they never explain. There's all kind of theories like it was a secret program run by the government to copy people. It was. So I was gonna say like yeah, that, that that's that's my big part of this episode. Yeah, is there's a bunch of stuff you can pull from it, and I guess that was the point. But that's also the big detraction for me. Yeah, yeah. Is that? Uh, oh yeah, me too. A lot of people don't go to the movies to try and figure that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they want a complete story. Excuse me. Um, and in this instance, man, like the theories around it are really cool, but we don't know anything. And so, like later in the episode, once we finish the synopsis, I'll give you my theory because mm-hmm. if everybody's supposed to pull a theory, yeah. I pull my own. Yeah, you know I got like four theories. I got fear. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so and this is my biggest one. And right, every right. time I talk to somebody about it, they look at me like, "Oh wow, I didn't even know that that was something you could correlate." So yeah. we'll do that in a bit. But yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I agree, hundred so, yeah. percent. Um, I'll keep breaking down the, the synopsis, and so, uh, you know, keep jumping up. Try and go faster. No, uh, no, 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 no. you good. And so the uh, they they end up basically trying to escape this family. The big brute drags the father off, and he's gonna like drown him in the lake. Um, but the father gets the upper hand and eventually kills his doppelganger on a boat. He, he his like story or arc was that he bought this crappy boat um, for like a little money. Cause he wanted to just be a dad with a boat, be a guy with a boat. He always wanted that. And, but he couldn't afford a really nice one. So he bought a crappy one and it was kind of like, didn't work, but it worked well enough to like kill this guy with the propeller and stuff like that. And it kind of became their way. They got, he rescued his family was on this like crappy little boat. Um, and then the little boy is able to trick his doppelganger with a lighter and a, uh, a like fire trick and lock that doppelganger in a, um, closet, closet, uh, the little girl, um, her thing is that she's a track runner, so she's trying to outrun her doppelganger, and so she's running as fast as she can. They give her like a two-minute head start, and then the little girl, the evil little girl starts to chase her, um, and then the mom is kind of like facing off against the evil mom from down below. Um, the little girl runs, the, the daughter runs to, since she's a little girl, she's like a teenager, she runs to the neighbor's house, the people they went on the beach with, but um, she she thinks she's safe there. But then what ends up happening is, you know, it's a big surprise shock reveal. Uh, spoiler alert: there are more doppelgangers. Everyone has a doppelganger. So there's a doppelganger family there killing their fa- their friends. And um, the, you know, this is where some of the sort of interpretation and sort of like the commentary that the film is trying to make is that like this family was even more disjointed. The father just they, the wife and the the husband and wife were kind of on the verge of divorce. The wife just cared about how she looked and and plastic surgery and all this kind of stuff. And the husband just cared about having a nice boat and nice golf clubs. And their daughters were just really detached. You're talking about the white family now. Yeah. They're this, friends. They're, they're friends. This is the white yeah. family that they're... So that, there's names to help with all this. Yeah. Uh, they're the Tylers. Right. If that helps. The the white right. family, his name is the Tylers. Yo, that's the, they, they, the only way that could be wider is if they were the Dillons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Bryce's. And, and the, the original family, the black family, are the uh, the Wilsons. The Wilsons. Yeah, yeah, so the Tylers, and the Tylers basically get killed by their doppelgangers while the little girl is, while the young girl is there. Um, and she kills another random dude along the way, the the evil version of the, the Wilson daughter. And then, uh, let's see what happens. The wife gets away. They all get away, and they get on the boat, and they're kind of hanging out at the Tyler's place. 
um, because they come in and they kill like at least one or two of the Tyler people, the Tyler doppelgangers, because the Tyler doppelgangers are like wearing their clothes of the Tyler people, and so the Wilsons eventually get there because uh, they're seeking refuge and they think it's a safe place, and they kill. Um, and there's a scene where the mom of the Wilsons, the good Wilson, is killing uh, the, is it one of the daughters? Yeah. She's killing one of the, because the Tylers have twin daughters. And she's, she's either killing, killing Isle or Nix. Right. I got all their names. And so she's killing one of the twin <laughs> evil matter. daughters of the Tylers. Yeah. And she lets out a guttural scream that's very similar to the way these let me tell other you, people let are. Let me tell you something um, right there. I usually pick up on stuff and I like picking up on stuff. I didn't pick up on that. I just thought it was like, yeah, you're killing somebody. You're going to scream. So, like, a lot of people talk about how they picked up on that good old scream. I just yeah. want to, in the moment, talk about right, right, yeah. mention what, what you felt. It's important. Yeah, I mean, because I kind of started to feel like, hmm, maybe so, everything's not as I didn't pick appears. up on nothing right there. Right. And so then the um, they escape, and they're, like, kind of driving. And then the, the evil Tyler daughter starts chasing them on foot and like almost catching up with them she's on the top of the car no 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 this uh this is uh umbre the this is the evil wilson girl evil wilson girl you're right yeah. umbre yeah, yeah umbre, that's, her, that's name. her name the evil wilson girl umbre right uh she gets on top of their car and they stop short and she flies off the car into some trees some trees and she dies because the Wilson daughter is just dry. She's driving the car because her dad's all messed up and her mom has like handcuffs. handcuffs on so she can't drive. So she drives their car and drives over her doppelganger and basically kills her and throws her into some trees and she gets punctured. Her like body gets punctured by the, by the tree limbs and branches and stuff. And so then the mom from the Wilson family, the good mom, goes to look at this daughter and has this kind of moment where she, she's sad that she's dying. She feels bad for this girl who's dying. And so, which, again, again, I didn't pick up on uh, Which, again, they're kind of like laying some like yeah. subterfuge for later. And so then uh, they eventually they're driving through the night and they come to a trap that the uh, evil Wilson mom and the evil Wilson son, who's a pyromaniac and burnt, have set um, where they trap their car and then underneath their car is a bunch of like uh, gasoline and stuff. And so they light a fire. But, um, the, what happens with the Wilson boy is that the evil one completely mimics the moves of the younger one. So the younger one does this move where he backs up off screen, um, and that causes the other boy, the evil boy, to back up into a fire and burn himself up. But as he backs up off screen, the mom, the evil Wilson mom, like grabs him and runs away with him. Um, and so that um, catapults the good Wilson mom, um, who's played amazingly, both, both versions are played amazingly, by Lapita Nyong'o. Her Give her the Oscars. Yeah, she should get an Oscar for this performance. Give her the Oscars. And so, yeah, hashtag give Lapita the Oscar. Um, so she chases... Yeah, ah, give her the Oscars. Black, black people get, deserve Oscars. So I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so she, um, she chases her down to where they live, and you get to see their world and stuff like that. And uh, as you see their world, it, there's like a hist historical record of what's happened since basically 1986 and so that's when the big reveal of the film is and it, another there, big reveal. there's another big reveal where there's a flashback for when Lapita Nyong'o's character was younger she went to the beach much like her own family did in this movie and much like the son she wandered off um, and, and there's a at this beach there's like a fun house it's the Santa Monica Pier 
famous pier or beach with like a little carnival thing there. And in the funhouse, she looks into this wacky mirror and she thinks she's seeing a reflection of herself, but she's actually seeing her doppelganger. And then her, she reaches out to, she goes to scream, but the doppelganger chokes her out um, and then drags her down stairs to the doppelganger world and handcuffs her down there. And then doppelganger, they switch clothes and doppelganger takes her place. Up, up in the uh, normal world. So this whole time, what the, the, the big reveal is that the doppelganger uh, Lupita Nyong'o from the eleven-year-old is the grown-up one. She took her take that. Yeah, and so that's like the big reveal. And like, if you kind of like saw the things she was doing earlier when the little girl died, or when she let out that guttural scream, like that's when I was like, I think she's from the Upside Down. Or, ah, you know, the no one predicted world. it. And so um, that's I like didn't. the big reveal is that the whole time you've been cheering for this character. She's actually committed this very heinous act when she was a little girl and switched p- positions. Um, and and so, she kind of suppressed it and forgot about it yeah. as she'd grown up. She, yeah. she, she learned. Talk. She yeah. learned, right. So it's like yeah. she didn't suppress it. She just she she just adapted. Like she, she had to learn over time to yeah. like be a surface be dweller. A, be a yeah. surface dweller. I mean, we're going to get into, uh, yeah, we're we're gonna gonna get into arguments. Guess, yeah. but yeah. At yeah. this point now, we can kind of get yeah. into that. Yeah. yeah, and so, I mean. They have a final fight. They have a final fight. The uh, one that we've been rooting for the whole time wins that fight, but um, there's been like a lot of murders. Like there's a million, you know, millions and millions and millions of these tethered have come up from the bottom yeah. where they were living to kill there, and some have, some haven't. Um, and they form a they form a hands across, across America, America thing because when the little girl went down there when she was 10 years old in 1986, that's what. She was wearing this Hand Across America t-shirt, and, like, that she was what was TV happening. commercials was a, for it. a commercial for Hands Across America. Now, was the Hands Across America thing not supposed to represent Tethered? It kind of ties yeah. into it's being all Tethered as well. I don't know, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole one of the big things that we're all kind of tethered to each other in one way, shape, or form. And, yeah, like this, yeah. the two Wilson mothers have a big fight. The one we identify with from the beginning, who is secretly t- Tethered, um, uh, wins and kills the original little girl who's now a tethered um, in a sad scene, and you know she feels bad for her because she took her place and she, you know, <laughs> right? Like, like, come <laughs> on now, she was the most thuggest. <laughs> She's the thuggest one of thuggest, them. Thuggest, ruggish, yeah, because <laughs> since she was a surface girl for the first ten years of her life, she actually took over and you know made this whole plan because she could talk, she could communicate better than any of the tethered down there so she kind of took over and ran a tethered for like the last 30 years and that's yes, why yes. they did what they did um because she took over and was like well, why don't we do this hands yeah, across america yeah. and go kill all they had scissors that was the whole thing they were supposed to kill their doppelgangers with scissors yep. to cut the tether and stuff like that and yeah. so that was like a big sever thing. the tether they all sever the tether with their golden scissors and stuff like that um and so they drive away um the mom's driving the car the dad's healing in the back with the daughter and the son is in the front seat in the passenger seat and he's just looking at his mom and he realizes like some like you know like yeah. she's a tethered something's weird about mom like and because he has always had this connection with the mom say, so. he's he's always had the the vision he's yeah. always been able to see through the tether and for right. some reason they don't want him right and so he um, and that's how the movie kind of ends. They're in an ambulance. Right. They're driving away in an ambulance, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, it's an ambulance. Right. Yeah. And so, like I said, I'm hazy on the just because it's been a couple months since yep, I've yep, actually yep. seen it. So, yeah, let's, I let's, guess we're going to do it like this. We're going to give opinions and theories, and I'm going to go right into my review. So, um, yeah. in this instance, man, like, this movie, it did a lot for me. Um, 
And I don't know if that's necessarily a good or a bad thing. And that's where I sit with us at this point. Because yeah. I feel like it was a big thing culturally. Like, it was huge culturally. Like, <clears throat> we haven't had a, a, a black horror icon, you know? And to start to have someone who's doing this. Yeah. In Since uh, Tyler Perry. Uh, I'm, that was a joke. Acrimony, nigga? <laughs> like, uh, like don't, <laughs> don't get me No, no, stuck. I'm saying his movies are horrible. Like, they're horrible. They're horrible. They're not horrible. <laughs> exactly. Is they, they're scary. They, they, I, I, I got to get I, into it. I mean, it. when Boris Kodro hops off the school bus, it's pretty bad. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> No, like it's something. Yeah, it's it's something that I feel like as black people, especially black a black guy that's in the horror, I've been wanting for a long time a a black horror director that understands the genre. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I don't feel like he understands the genre. Mm. It's cerebral horror. Get Out was amazing. Yeah. But that's a thriller. And there's a difference between thriller and I horror. disagree. I think it's horror, but uh, what? Get out? Yeah, it's scary because we black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but like, that's horrifying. But that, that's what I'm saying. For us, it's yeah. a horror movie. Well, then that's the, all that counts for people, <laughs> genre wise. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so um, with this movie, man, like there was just so much I pulled from it, and so much I tried to infer from things. You know what I'm saying? And so my big opinion is there was a, a huge uh, semblance. In the entire movie of, of rabbits. Yep. Um, like yeah, the you, opening uh, yeah, shot is a bunch. And of the last shot when she goes back into the yeah. place, like the rabbits follow her around. A bunch of rabbits. And so, um, you know, it doesn't devalidate the movie for me, but I wish there was more clarification on this. But I agree. Uh, yeah, my my theory is the rabbits are the tethered. Okay. Like that. Oh, that's, I remember you. Yeah, you that's said this where before. they come from. Yeah, you said this before. Before they become replicants. Yeah. And so once they see the person sure. that they replicate, <laughs> they turn into that person. Right. Sure. And so the rabbits aren't their food. No. Well, they're both. Like they say that they, they eat the rabbits. They show they, them eating they rabbits. Eat yeah. The ones that yeah. can't replicate. Yeah. That's sure. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, like the cannibalism is is wide, widespread through like animal nature and things like that you know what i'm saying this so, is a sound theory yeah like, as much so, as any so <laughs> what i'm saying is is like the ones that can replicate are the chosen and yeah. they, they replicate whoever they get mm-hmm. and that that's why they can't talk rabbits can't talk right you that makes sense rabbits make noise i like they, it you know what i'm saying that's what they yeah. you know what i'm saying um and so um the the big thing to me at the end is when she's walking up the steps and the rabbits come running behind her it's the show she is a rabbit Mm. you know what i'm saying like Mm. she's one of them see this is good stuff i have not considered that at all and so like to me that gives a concrete explanation around it is if you want to even say the government experiment thing let's say they're rabbits that the government experiment on right you know what i'm saying and now that they can replicate these people. Like you know what it. I'm saying? They can, they can, they can turn into these these things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, on top of that, it also explains the the instinctive nature of the replicants, of right. the, the tethered. Because like every time they they would try to like reason or, or think about anything, it was it wasn't plausible. And they, you know what I'm saying? Like the the scene when the dad comes across a bunch of people and he's like, "Yo, don't kill me, man! I got a friend. Please don't." He's like, ah, ah, and he like yells at him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like anytime mm, someone talks to you or read, like, great. like yeah, that was great. You know what I'm saying? So, um, to me, like that, I feel like is what Jordan Peele was trying to convey with this movie. And then the first scene when you see all of the rabbits in the cages and they zoom out 
that's the reason why one rabbit has the red eyes and all the other rabbits mm. have the black eyes because only some of them were tethered and chosen. That's also, in my opinion, the significance of the hands across America. Because think about the amount of people on Earth. You know what I'm saying? 70, what? 72,000 people were in the hands across America or 720,000? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Some, some, some number that doesn't correlate to the amount of people on Earth. You right. feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And so those are the people who get tethered. And those are the people who get selected for this. Hmm. And so um, with that being said, like, none of this gets explained. You're supposed to infer right. it from someone who watches the film and, and has the perception to understand that. So I saw the movie twice. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I pull those things from the movie from the fact that I watched it twice. You know? <laughs> like, the whole first time, I didn't catch a lot of stuff, a lot of little things, because I was so concerned about these rabbits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and that, You that, focus on these rabbits. Yeah, that, that hit me hard, though. Like, he wouldn't just put the rabbits in there for no reason. Yeah. Like, it literally is the entire credit scene in the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? It has well, to be he, In an interview, during the, when the movie is pressing for the movie, he, he said, uh... Uh, he's just really afraid of rabbits. I mean, so I mean it, that's, it further, that's a, it further substantiates the fact that there would yeah. be a menacing tethered villain. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that. Defu- like, I'm yeah, saying that's no, a real life explanation yeah, yeah. Okay. why there's rabbits. So, in the and, movie. and the good thing he did was not he's explain like, scare pretty much me. anything about this movie. And, um, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, so for me, the ambiguity takes too, away yeah. a bit for me. Yeah. Um, but as a horror fan, I have seen these examples historically where um, this is this has happened. So he's done his homework. Like, he, he understands the genre, and mm. he's doing that for the genre, and I respect that 100%. Yeah. But uh, my stepdad, uh, shout out to Perry, love you, P, Perry. said it the best. Nigga, I ain't pay $16 to sit in the movie and then figure out what happened in the movie. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so, um, mm. you know, uh, he said, for all of that, I could have I could have done some homework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree at, to an extent, but I do agree also that your art should make you think. Your art should make you dive yeah. into your brain. Um, so I'm stuck at a crossroads with this. I hear you. Also, uh, one of the big points I made when this movie was a, 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 a active thing is that typically movies like this don't get as much leeway to be as ambiguous. Like... I know this is going to sound weird on this podcast, but as a black producer, I think he just got the benefit of the doubt because this is what society needed at the time. Like a white, a white director might have got smashed on the fact that he didn't explain a lot of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And just because the Jordan Peele hype train is moving at this point. I agree and disagree with that. Like, yeah, 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I can see where... Because both- Hereditary is right there. Like That exists and like no one's asking for explanations of that movie. But that I feel like that movie explains itself better. That's great. Does it? <laughs> I guess it does a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that movie like explains. But there's like, a bunch of. I mean, because oh, there's so it's many white. natural and it's total plot holes and nothing. Like I agree hundred percent. Yeah. Also, you know how I feel about Ari Aster. Yeah. He's, we'll, yeah. he's yeah. overrated too. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm just I'm saying like, he's the first one. Into it. I know yeah. I brought up. Especially when Mid so much. That's the whole point I'm making. Is like. I sat here and I bashed Hereditary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm but like I'm, supposed to I'm just love. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, people are just like, oh, it's us. us. You know what I'm saying? It's Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know no, saying? no, it's yeah. It's not a bad movie. I agree with that point, but also like white directors have been getting away with being yeah. abstract as fuck for, for 120 years. Yep. So like, 
Let them <laughs> like, get some of that shine. Yeah, so let them live. Like, I, well, Hereditary might have not been the best example, but I, I you know, Tom. Suspiria. Oh, was, of, yeah, Suspiria, Suspiria was based yeah. on a, another movie where you're supposed the to understand. Suspiria. No, you're talking about the original Suspiria. Oh, not talking about. Not talking, <laughs> talking about, about 20... Dario Argento. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not talking even that. The re- I mean, yeah. tons. There's tons of esoteric what? movies. Yeah, but, I mean, and, good, and that's and that's bad. horror. Like, that's nothing, legit horror. You like, know, there's nothing wrong with doing that type of film. But my my point is, you know, equal opportunity society. If it's something that like white dudes have gotten away with for a while. And then made other people should be able to get away with it and he, for a he while. Was. So, <laughs> he was. Like, so that's, that's why I'm like, I agree. He actually is getting away. I yeah, think the, it is the, the same thing. Peele hype train is real. It is real, but also I think white directors have been getting away Name with one it. one other and, yeah. black director. Let me, let me finalize the statement by sorry, saying sorry. this. Yeah. Let that man get his money. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like oh, I'm yeah. not. You know what I'm saying? And it, yeah. it was. I saw it twice. Like I would never see a movie that I didn't enjoy like, or even or like intrigue me to like I saw it twice. twice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. don't get me wrong. Like yeah. I enjoyed the film. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know, I, I enjoyed it kinda off the pretense that there was such a hype train behind mm. it and it was supposed to be like this this, you know, pinnacle of Jordan Peele's achievement. You know what I'm saying? And at this point to me it's still the the Key and Peele skit where he does the fake football <laughs> names. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, right. So, um, I, you know, like, I, I, I enjoyed the film thoroughly. Um, it's a movie that, if you asked me, I would say it's definitely in my top films of this year, yeah. um, with Dark Phoenix being in the bottom end of those. What? You know what I'm saying? Oh, Dark Phoenix was ass cheeks. Come on. Y'all will find out. Um, <laughs> yeah, go watch the oh, Dark Phoenix. We coming for Listen to our Dark Phoenix. Listen to our Dark Phoenix episode. Listen to that Dark yeah. Phoenix episode. Um, so, I mean... If, I missed that movie. If, if you really want to wanna put it in. So, if I'm, if I'm going SJs. If I'm going mm-hmm. SJs. Yeah. Um, my SJs for this film would be... A three point seven five, and okay. I know we've okay. never gave such a pre- precise score. Uh, but I I'll, feel like I'll start a four is uh, an ex- a, a great film that has its imperfections, mm-hmm. and I feel like a three is an average movie. So it's yeah. It's, this is not an average movie. Yeah. This is not a movie that was exceptional but had flaws. Nor is it a perfect film. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's a movie that proves that Jordan Peele should be doing what he's doing currently. Okay. It it substantiates that he has a stance in horror, he is relevant in the genre, and that his opinion matters. And that's huge for a black person, um, in general, in that genre. Um as far as star screams go, um, I'm gonna give it two and a half star screams. Mm-hmm. Um Fair. Because there's so many holes, there's there's just like so much stuff you can't explain. There's literally no logic or or any yeah. kind of coherent explanation behind it. Mm-hmm. It just happens. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it, it, I don't know if he had control over this because the media does change the narrative on a consistent basis. But it, it was billed as a, a slasher flick. You know what I'm saying? Something that. Led me to and believe. And it's basic. Still was. It was. People yeah. die. You see blood and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I, I didn't get the visceral feel. Sure. That I get from a, a slasher film. Sure. And for for me, as somebody who considers myself a, a horror entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that's big for me. Um, mm-hmm. So he missed on those, but he hit so many other points that this is still a relevant film. This is still significant for whatever he does next. For whatever you know, the next black director that we consider great wants to do and can do in the horror genre. Um, also, he changed the narrative that the black man necessarily has to be the victim. 
and uh, that's big too. Yeah. No, no, he did a lot of good things in this film. Uh, you want me to go next, or? Yeah, I, w- I want to talk something. Okay. Or, or yeah, you go ahead. I just wanted to say the hero and the villain uh, was was a black black character. Yeah, we're black characters. Yeah, yeah, you go ahead. I'll finish. I'll round it out. Yeah. Okay. All right. So like my thing is, I was looking at it one as Jordan Peele's sophomore film, and a lot of times, you know, people the sophomore album, sophomore slump, you know, yeah. that hits a lot of people, and I feel like. You know, it, he he passed it, you know, um, like with, a, you know, B, B minus. Like, it wasn't, like, out of the park, like, get out, but he definitely didn't pull a Shyamalan and then completely miss. <laughs> so, so, yes. Yeah. Shyamalan. Not, uh, Shyamalan is like the trees are killing people <laughs> yeah, exactly. on their own cognizance. Like, exactly. that's stupid. Like, well, like this I mean, movie if you go, I mean, technically, Sixth Sense was not, it was actually his second movie, but Sixth Sense was the movie that made well, him Yeah, John Gidu, whatever that movie is exactly. that no one's ever seen. Exactly. No but one then, cares. Like, his next Sixth movie, Sense is his first movie. Fight me. Exactly. And then I his next movie. What was the movie uh, called? No one knows. I, like, I can look it up, but it's it's some movie. He it's did do a movie before. Before Sixth, Sixth Sense. Sense. But Sixth no Sense one cares about is that. basically his first, first big, big, big massive movie. hit. And then after that, he did Unbreakable, Unbreakable. which was like so I, this is, I liked uh, for different reasons, but was definitely not yes. a success. Unbreakable is uh, his us. And so I'm just comparing him because they are both horror guys, both men of color. Um, That's true. And both had these like kind of sleeper hits that came out. So I'm try- I always try to compare apples, apples to apples, similar things to similar things mm. to get the best analogies mm. and, and stuff. So that uh, psychological thriller, though, like I, I'm, 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 I'm putting Shyamalan in the psychological thriller genre. Like, yeah, I mean they're, they're close. I mean psychological, which is a subgenre is, of horror. It's so. closer yes. to horror yes. than like you know if anything else. I, you I know agree. if Jordan Peele went out and directed a rom com as the second movie, I wouldn't be comparing him to Shyamalan. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. similar. You know, it's in the same ballpark. To yeah. quote Vince Vega, it's in the same fucking ballpark. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't disagree with that. But same I, I look at them them differently. You know yeah, I mean? no, I mean, because you get into the subgenres of, you know, oh, psychological four. thriller, yeah. horror, slasher. Yeah. And, like, you know, to me, this is a slasher film, but it's not Leatherface chopping people's faces off and wearing them slasher. So, like, you know, um, it is, a, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can debate the definition of the word horror, debate the definition of the word thriller, debate the definition of the word slasher film. And, you know, you they're killing have, people with scissors. That's a slash. It's exactly. a slash. It's a slash attack. Yeah, they're they killing people slashed. with scissors. Like people got slashed. Yeah. The slasher indicates this is a lot of that for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. like there's there, there's two three scenes. You think where it's gonna be uh, what's the Rick and Morty guy? Scary Terry. Scary Terry. <laughs> people got <laughs> exactly. People got, yeah, people scissor get, finger. Come here, bitch. You bitch. This is marginal, <laughs> marginally <laughs> slashing here. You know what I'm saying? Here and there. It's like Scary Terry. He's looking for him in the train yeah, because I want to see slashing but it's not a slash I want to see the, you know? the the side movie the from uh uh the, the red that who is the the underground tethered version of Lupita's right. character her her character's name is red well her just going around looking for <laughs> like scary Terry. for Adelaide you can run you but you can't hide bitch <laughs> looking for Adelaide looking for Adelaide because <laughs> they're clearly looking for them for a long time yeah exactly. anyway but whatever but anyway so um yeah, the uh, so compared to so Shyamalan. it's a sophomore outing, and I think he did pretty well. Um, it's hard to follow up something like you know having followed cinema for as long as I have in my life. It's always hard to follow up something that's massive and as impactful. 
both box office wise and culturally wise as get out was and so you know he took a chance and i took i think he did some interesting things um i watched a lot of interviews with him like his interview with Deezus and Marrow is amazing. <laughs> like, you should definitely, yeah, yeah. You should definitely watch it. Um, okay. Because uh, they pitch movies to him. He's just like, that. that's not a good idea, guys. And it's well, like hilarious. What is he But know? anyway, um, he, you know, what he said was that this movie is a Rorschach test. And that... It's yeah, see, I didn't like that. Yeah, put, I've heard him say that. You project anything you... But he's the filmmaker. Rorschach, so. Rorschach tests are to determine if someone is nuts. Yeah, but it's like you look at an ink blot <laughs> and you say, I see a butterfly. Someone else says, I see a lion. Another person says, I see a puffy cloud. And so that's what this movie's supposed to be about. You can project whatever you want on it. Some people see racism. Some people see classism. Some people even see sexism. Yeah. Some people see, you know, uh, the whole migrant debate with, you know, you know, a, you know, illegal aliens invading America. So different people have projected different things, and I, that was his goal was to just kind of get people talking about that. But at the same time, there is that sort of just like there's a lot to figure out, try and figure out in this movie if you really want to figure everything out. And I just gave up on the like why the tethered are like there's all like I've talked to a lot of you know people smarter than myself, smart people, you know professors, and they're just really stuck on the whole like. But were they a government experiment? Were they aliens? What is? The, I was just like I just gave. I was like I don't know. He didn't explain it, and I'm not gonna waste a lot of brain power trying to figure out why he why they were there. I'm just trying to go with the larger themes and messages of what he was trying to tell us about. And I took it as like classism about like you know um, we can't keep treating entire groups and subgroups of people as less than humans. You know I looked at it through the H2L time machines of the surface dweller Morlock sort of um, narrative and so that like just because you're rich and powerful and have money and success and status and wealth doesn't mean that you're any better or you should treat these other people that you don't see as like the untouchables of your society and, and things like that so that's what I took from that it was a critique of classism in America um, and so I, I enjoyed it for that you know once I kind of wrapped my brain around that and and, uh, and I actually if you had asked me like right after I watched it the first time I probably would have had a more um, closer reaction to like Catalyst and been like, what are these rabbits about? Because I remember thinking those kind of thoughts, but I was just like, I'm gonna let it go. I'm like, he's, you know, and after, especially after you, you I can't sway that. me on the rabbits at <laughs> yeah. this point. That's how. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I just, oh, yeah. I just stopped thinking about it. I was just like, I'm like, you know, because it was just like there's no definitive answers, and I think he purposely made it open ended, and that's good. You know, and it's not, it's that's that's good for certain filmmakers. One of my favorite films is. Um, uh, uh, Chris Nolan dream movie with uh, um, Memento. No, not Memento. Um, Insider. No. Inception. Inception. Yes. Yeah. I literally haven't seen any of those movies. <laughs> yeah, Inception. <laughs> you haven't seen Memento or Inception? So uh, those are great. I movies. was too young. See some when, it, when Memento oh, came okay, out, I was too young enough. to watch okay. it. And my you, mom I think just wouldn't let me. It. I was like 13. And my mom was like, you can't watch that shit. Yeah, and my brother did. came home from school. Actually, I think he watched it with you. Yeah, And probably, he came yeah. home and he was like, yo, this movie Memento, you seen this? Yeah. <laughs> yo, you should watch this. That's a good this. year. That's a good year. You should watch <laughs> this. <laughs> this is crazy. You should watch that. That and sounds I was like a really good impression of your brother. And I was like. Shout out to Force. We miss you, Yeah, shout out to Force. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. And I never got to watch it after that. I think you would dig it. To be honest, I could have watched it probably. I just didn't take the effort to it's a movie when you watch it once you immediately want to rewatch it and the next one was Insider I never even heard of that is um, that the tobacco movie that's a tobacco movie that's not uh, worth watching I, yeah. Yeah, that's, I was messing no, with it's a good movie but and I've never seen Inception yeah, Inception. Inception is good but Inception is a very open ended movie in a lot of ways and yeah. so 
Um, the, my point was that I like open-ended movies from time to time, and I'm okay with him. That's making, how open-ended you can be. I'm yeah. sorry. Inception, that's as far as you can be. <laughs> that's as far as you want to make it. Because yeah. Inception's like, like on a scale of 1 to 10, and Inception's oh, like a 3 or a 4, four open-ended. Oh, no open-ended. And like, this shit us is like a, a seven, 7 or an 8, eight. open-ended. Yo, it, it, the, the end <laughs> is so open. Yeah, sure. exactly. Yeah, it could be whatever you want. Like, and yeah, I think he was trying sure. to do that. And that inspires... Speech and dialogue speech. and talk and people, you know. Right. So that's a good also thing. Also inspires you to have to see it again. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, it, 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 it's, so, it's like re- replayability in a video game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And the yeah. other thing is this was the highest grossing original R-rated film of all time. I don't know about that. But and it could so be. opening weekend. Opening oh, weekend. for sure. Okay. Well, it was opening weekend. So, like, all the, the other like, R-movies are, like, based on other things, reboots, sequels, things like that. But highest grossing. It's definitely the highest grossing um, original movie that's not part of a uh, sequel or uh, spinoff or yeah. remake of this year. It's yeah. like uh, you know. Oh end, no question, because what we've got like three of. Endgame and Captain yeah. Marvel and Pokemon. It's like yeah, all this all stuff is based off of like other, other franchises. Yeah. It's like a singular. Yeah, shout out to Pokemon. Yeah, movie. even like yeah, Alita Battle Angel is like you're, one of my yo, favorite movies. This you year, don't so. like Pokemon? Hold up, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> you're yeah. but you just looked at me yeah. like you this didn't laugh Pokemon. and smile like ten times in that movie. No, I didn't. Oh man, <laughs> I took a good old nap. Yeah. <laughs> I nap. <laughs> you didn't smile. At the I was like, this is derivative. I was like, I'm taking because I'm glad we got to do that episode. <laughs> Sipping around the suds, you saved me from being the only Pokemon fan Pokemon. in the beginning podcast. So uh, continue. I'm sorry. No, 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 I mean, I was just I was just too old for when I was 22 when Pokemon were introduced to the world. So that's true. That's I, true. I was just too old for that for that train. I, I just missed that train. So I mean, respect. You know, everyone's got their no, 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 no. So I only know the first set. Like, like okay. at my age was right on Squirtle, the Squirtle, Squirtles from the first set. Yeah, so the, I know, I know yeah, the first 150 with, a, with Pokemon. That's it. Yeah, 100, 151 and, uh, was my set. Because a lot of girls dress in hot cosplay with Pikachu. Pikachu. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, if I you don't know, know Pikachu, <laughs> you don't even know what Pokemon is. Like, yeah, yeah, that's anonymous. That's anonymous. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so I know so. people were walking around trying to capture them. Like a couple years ago, that was the thing. On Pokemon Go. Go. Yeah. Pokemon Go. So yeah. Um, I like Pokemon Go. So yeah, um, so there were things I liked about the movie. The things I didn't like were, <laughs> I like it. you know, the Our fact play. that um, there are plot holes. <laughs> there, I mean, I've I figured out the twist that it was the daughters who were switched. I was just when she kills that girl in the house uh, when uh, Lupita Nyong'o's original character um, Adelaide Adelaide kills Adelaide kills Io kills Io or Nix or Nix whatever the the evil twins. Mm. I was like. This bitch is from the upside down. <laughs> like, <laughs> good brain on you. Growling like one of these. Mo- I, I didn't think up that at so all. I looked at him. I looked. I forgot who I saw that with, but I looked at him and I was like, "Yo, this this is not this chick not regular. <laughs> like some extras going." I just on saw here. she was getting her groove on of fighting. She was <laughs> like, "Ah, I'm mad." How Adelaide got her groove back? <laughs> yeah, she's like, "I'm mad. I'm fighting." Yeah. So um, you know, and then you know later she connected with the daughter and when uh oh when um Umbria is that her name? Yeah. Died? Yeah. When she died Umbre. in the tree, she was all sad and so you could tell that she was like I know their world and I know their pain and I understand why they're in pain that was even more of a hint and I still didn't pick up on that one because like they also do a flashback of like she didn't know how to talk when she was a little girl when she came back yeah you know and so they took her to a speech pathologist to learn how to talk again she wasn't talking she wasn't talking and so and her family just felt guilty her parents felt guilty because they were divorcing or something like that yeah they were just breaking and they essentially they allowed her through their uh, bad parenting they allowed her to get um 
to walk off on her own and she right. was missing They're for an hour. Right, right. And so they felt guilty about it. So evil Adelaide used that to her advantage. Right. And uh, right. like Just give her out. some time to learn how to talk. Right, right. You know? Yeah, that's true. So yeah, yeah so um, so there were some good things. I liked the commentary. I liked the discussion that arose out of it. Um, and all in all, you know, I'm hyped. I'm excited to see what Jordan Peele does next. I'm glad that there's someone doing like mid-range horror. I'm glad that there's someone doing it with, you know, through the black lens or the African-American lens. Um, and so I'm really excited to see what he does next. I'm really excited to, to you know, see how he grows and evolves as a filmmaker. Um, so I would give this movie, I would give it like, yeah, three and a half SJs. Like, it was good, but not great. Like, yeah, three to three and a half SJs. And I would give it just two star screams. There's, you know, there's enough plot holes or, you know, like, head scratching things that weren't um, explained. You know, like the rabbits and underground and, like, where this stuff all came from. That it still bothered me, even though I let it go. But it still kind of bothered me. So, that's where your boy Double Black ends up on us. All right, all right. All right, so the sharpest. Let's go. Yeah, let's get them. Beam it. Laser beam. Laser beam. So... I've been. T- I talked a lot about this movie when it came out with with this podcast. We, you know, not on air, but uh, with these guys and with my my friends, my horror friends, and uh, a lot of people. You know, it's the follow up to Get Out, so people want to, you know, talk to the black guy about it. And um, yeah, he's a black guy. He's a black guy. He's got glasses. A lot of people say I look like Jordan Peele. Then a lot of people say I don't. So that's the debate. But um, it was a. Uh, I like so essentially I lean exactly where the other two members are leaning here um, I enjoyed the film I've had some time to sit on it uh, but I do it has a lot of problems uh, a lot of plot holes and that Rorschach thing really bothers me mm-hmm. of like oh it's whatever you want it to be well no you made the movie motherfucker <laughs> like have a definitive have, voice have a voice have something to say like you should have something to say uh, and it shouldn't um, I'm all I like abstract it should be more than oh no Mm-mm. like like half the time you answer questions it's like no Mm-mm. so you clearly <laughs> fucking know no. like, so yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. you clearly thought about this before you put it out oh, like yeah. come on man like yeah. be, be, be honest like be yeah. a stand up guy about it yeah, yeah exactly that's why like so get out for me is groundbreaking and it was a it was a 10 it was a 10 out of 10 you know I loved it um uh, I think it's damn near almost near perfect movie as far as I'm concerned um you know uh I can hear some guys being like it's not perfect he's just saying that but whatever (laughs) racist (laughs) (laughs) so racist racist. black people can't be racist yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) that's not true but um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, but this movie, uh, like all the things uh, you've been hearing me talk throughout this podcast about, uh, essentially, uh, it's you know um, he's getting away with what white directors have getting away with for you know century of like oh my art and you interpret it as how you want I'm and so abstract. Deep. I'm so deep, abstract, uh, figured out. Like well, uh, like I'm thinking here. You're thinking here. here. My like, hand was higher than lower. lower yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, so I had one theory because especially when I first saw it, I had a theory. Um, I'll put it out there. It doesn't matter anymore. But this is my theory of like it was all about Trump, 
um, and like because all the uh, the what's names uh, what are these people the tethered the tethered they wear red jumpsuits and that's like red America oh, there's oh the the MAGA, MAGA, the MAGA, MAGA they're MAGA hats and, they, and they're, they're and, Neanderthals. They're all they're stupid. They're they, stupid they, as they shit. Follow they follow anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a, you're on it. You hit. Wow. See, you're doing it. You're filling it. Yeah, already. Mm. Like they have one leader who has a voice. But it's not even that good a voice. <laughs> like she really? goes down there. She's a ten year old girl, but she's smarter than the rest of them. And it's like Trump is smarter thing. than his yeah, whole yeah. his dumb yeah. followers. Wow. Take that, mega. That's all. And. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and so, deep. and uh, she gets, that. yeah, and she gets them to rise up, and like all us uh, and when they, smart when, people, when someone differs with them, they immediately jump to anger. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, violence. Violence. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? they yeah. Re- they they shoot you down with like raw and then <laughs> violence. Stab. Stab. You know those are your two things you're gonna get from them. So yeah, um, okay. yeah, and they rise up and they, who's 2019 who's president Still like might be rabbits too doesn't, doesn't <laughs> yeah. no 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 not like, at all yeah oh that's oh that can go right in with there, rabbits. exactly that's yeah great. so that's where a big part of for me that was my big interpretation of the film and that's just like a metaphorical thing that's not even like the nitty-gritty of like the rabbits and like how it worked and all that shit you know how this world even that's just the message that's just the, the message yeah yeah and that's yeah, all yeah, i was I focused on yeah yeah i was like that's all i was trying to focus on because the message for get out is like you know uh white liberals are still uh susceptible don't to racism don't get too comfortable with be black yeah with with white liberals and and stuff yeah. and uh they need to recognize their inner prejudices that they have as well and don't be like, oh yeah, we got to figure it out. Yeah, get in line, Blackie. Yeah, yeah get in line. It's my work phone. Please. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and like, so I felt like Get Out had a, like a real strong, you know, clear, much clearer message, and, and stuff, or amongst other things. Um, but this movie, so I was really trying to figure out what the message of this movie was, and the main part I took away was Trump and the classism, like, and exactly as Double Black was saying, those people that essentially who. It's so ridiculous. Ah, this world makes me so insane. I'm going to get into politics. It's so weird because the people who support Trump and the reason he's president are like people who should never vote for him because people there's... People shouldn't even be allowed to vote. Yeah, that's... We yeah, should all be allowed to vote. vote. Come yeah, on, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, like yeah, that? yeah, yeah. But like there's it's all so many poor whites and like... They're voting against their own self-interest. Yeah, by voting exactly. for yeah, Trump. Exactly. Like, they're not, even, they're not like, even looking at the... the yeah, you're yeah. like... Would you like to get rid of Obamacare? And they're like, yeah, get rid of Obamacare. And they're like, would you like to get rid of Affordable Care Act? Hell no. No, that's, that's what's my medicine and my respirator. You do no. know Obamacare and Affordable Care Act are the same thing. What? Gosh darn, you're a witch. Yeah, yeah. Right? exactly. <laughs> so they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, they're that dumb. They're that myopic. Uh, they can't see what, what what it really is. And so, um, but uh, essentially, like they're disenfranchised. They're um. You know, just like the yeah, rest of us. They're still betting on that dream of like, I can still be better than a nigger. Yeah, that's their whole. Right. That's yeah. big part of it's how America that works. That's, that's legit how some people think. Right? Oh, yeah. most of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too vast majority. Of, too many of them. Um, yeah. but that yeah. So, see uh, Alabama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tennessee. See all states of the Confederacy. <laughs> Any yeah. red state. Yeah. That's why they're red. Exactly as part of my theory with this uh, yeah I think Jordan Peele like that that kind of lines up like red yeah. states red jumpsuits red, red jumpsuits that's cool and like, they take like over the and that's I all like that's the yeah that's I all I try to yeah. not like put my entertainment at mm-hmm. such a realistic and deep 
level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't. I can't yeah. say I disagree on any. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I think Jordan Peele tries to do that. I mean, he got in trouble right after this film came out because he said, "I'm going to keep making movies and not hire any white people in the he, league." So, and what, <laughs> yeah. let's get it right. What he said was, "Is would you hire a white person?" to play in any of your films would would you ever have a white lead or a white star and he goes well I think enough of those movies have been made already yeah so probably not. and I think he also said I can't see myself hiring yeah yeah that, yeah. And that, that was part of yeah, what like, yeah. but like so, yeah. it wasn't because he was like I, I just don't want a white star he's, yeah. he, he's he's truly trying to work towards the culture well and also he's trying to tell stories through the black lens yes and, yeah. and that, that's exactly what I mean through yes. the black lens or black experience yes yeah so continue anyway. being yeah. yeah um yeah that's uh so that's that was my my gist of a thing i i did really like how this movie surprised me i was deep into the movie i didn't all the hints in, the, in my second viewing I, I could clearly see them but in my first viewing I didn't see all the hints that Adelaide was uh, um, a, originally a tethered and all that I didn't see the, sh- the twist coming at all I was just enjoying the ride um, I liked it as a slasher film and a family um, horror and, and uh, all this crazy stuff with doppelgangers and stuff I like doppelgangers um, yeah you do yeah I think we had to fight gang some gang. in a <laughs> gang gang. <laughs> I think we had to fight some in a D and D campaign. Yeah, they'll switch on you. Yeah. They'll switch on you. They'll switch on you. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so yeah. What do you got what's for up with the Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it with the scores. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Uh, real close to you guys. Uh, three and a half SJs, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, one and a half star screams. Um, essentially, um, just one big star scream for like. All the abstractness and half a star screen for some of the dumb horror stuff that happens in the movie, you know, it's like some some there is some little bit of dumb horror stuff. It's like, yeah. oh. and yeah, so they're, they they're, they leaned into it a, a little bit, and so yeah, people I, making dumb decisions. Yeah, I was like, ah, get out of here with that. That's just that. That's a homage to horror. Well, you know? that's, you gotta have those tropes in there. Yeah, you, know what I mean? yeah. you gotta have, nah, some, you gotta have some teenagers you gotta have white in. lady trip. You know what I'm saying? You some teenagers have, nah. running into a graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> Cabin in the woods has somebody, opened my eyes. Somebody stumble into a very dark place yeah. they know is dangerous, even though they shouldn't. AKA exactly. the whole first sequence of the movie. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I like, watched like Cabin in the Woods again last night for the first time in like four years. Does it, does it age well? Yeah, it's still amazing. Yep. <laughs> it's, just like, oh. it's the best horror movie. So, so finish up, Beam. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was, that was that's it. my score. Okay. That was so, my score. I don't yeah. know. Now I'm I want to talk about Cabin, Cabin in the Woods. woods and yeah. yeah, I want to talk about <laughs> yeah. that. Um, but thank well, you guys so much. That's five um, and zero. We appreciate you guys rocking with us on a consistent basis. Um, the Begin Podcast is grassroots. We're, 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 we're built from the ground up, and we just a few dudes trying to really make it. So we yeah. appreciate all the love you guys give, and I feel like that's important to say on this episode. Um, so please continue to like comment subscribe every week we get more people listening and uh i can see the metrics so i know that um thank you guys so much shout out to core window we miss you um and force yeah. and force man and yeah. force we shouted them out earlier i just didn't want to miss core window yeah um but thank you guys for everything you do um pretty soon we're gonna have merchandise it's gonna be video this is gonna be a, a cool thing so thank y'all from rocking from the ground floor so right. hopefully if we ever do something you can say you was that person and you the hipster begin podcast yeah (laughs) peace